Hello, and welcome to And Let's Be Heard for Tuesday, March 21st, 2023. I'm Mike Kachapoli. All right. How's everyone doing? Big Tuesday night. Big Tuesday night show. A lot to talk about. Hey, has Donald Trump been arrested yet? Because this was the day, this was the day, Tuesday, that Donald Trump was supposed to be arrested. But I don't think he was. I, don't, I think I would have heard about it. I think I would have heard if Donald Trump were uh, arrested. But uh, I don't think it happened. But now they're saying tomorrow, Wednesday, it will happen. Or it may not happen at all. But odds are, if you're in Vegas, if you're a betting man, if you're staying at the Trump resort, uh, if you're a betting man, you put your money on the fact that he will be indicted some point soon, probably uh, any day now, any day now. Okay, but uh, not yet, not yet. So right now he still hasn't been arrested. There's a couple of stories about this that we'll talk about. Uh, but let me tell you something. I really want to start off talking about you cannot believe, you cannot believe the storm that went through San Francisco today. We had a storm today that's making me believe in climate change. Just kidding. But it's, it, was, it was a big storm. It wasn't a long, it was, there was a wind event that felt like a hurricane. And if you look at the, the satellite of the cyclone, it was a hurricane-like cyclone. It looked like a hurricane hitting, well, I guess it would be a tsunami, right? Hitting San Francisco. It was really tight. What do they call them? What do the meteorologists say? Very tight gradients, very tight gradients. And so it was so windy that in my building, I could hear the wind coming through the vents, coming through the vents in my apartment and coming through the vents in the hallways. Actually, it sounded like a child crying. You know, it was like, it was like all the way through the vents, all the way through the building. It was incredible. It was truly incredible, this storm. And like I said, it wasn't a long duration and it wasn't like a lot of rain. Actually, the rain came after the wind, but it was so windy. And so I was in a Uber and we're driving through the city a little bit and trees were down everywhere. I mean, trees were downed left and right, blocking streets. Police had to close streets off. I saw a car that a tree had fallen on top of. Not, not, not the entire tree, but, you know, branches, branches come off. And, uh, it was literally it's still, it's still raining pretty hard now, but it was so windy. I've never seen it that windy before here, here in San Francisco. And the fact that all these all these tree all these tree branches were down everywhere, and it was just it was very very difficult driving because all these blo- streets were blocked off because tree tree branches had fallen. It was so windy here today. It was frightening for a while. <clears throat> Luckily, living in a city, the power lines are underground, so. None of the power, the power rarely goes out. In fact, I think the power has gone out maybe twice in my 11 years here. And it's usually when there's no bad weather, something happens, right? There's a, you know, the fuse goes out somewhere or something happens. But usually in bad weather, the suburbs where the lines are above ground is where all of the power goes out. But this was just, this was just fantastic, this storm. It really was. Hopefully it's the last. Come on, it's almost April. We need warmth. I need warmth. This is it's been raining like every other day for six months here. And cold and windy and just uh, I know if you're in like North Dakota, 
Montana, you're saying, shut up, Kachopoli. You're not bad weather, but for San Francisco, for California, for the rents we pay here, it's bad weather. You don't pay high rents in North Dakota, Fargo. I don't think far, I don't think the rents are 4,000 a month in Fargo. Here they are. And we expect good things. And there's nothing good about San Francisco anymore. For a while, it was the weather. People would say, well, but the weather, well, the weather's so nice. Ah, the weather, Mike. Well, now you can't even say that anymore. What am I doing here? I got to get out of here. Why am I yelling at you? I don't know why I'm yelling at you. Um, so that was the big event here, another weather event. Hopefully this podcast, call-in is working. They are aware that some there's a problem with the app where shows are going out, like audio is dropping. And some listeners are having the audio drop, but I, I have a, I have a, uh, a message from call in, message from call in central saying they know it's happening. It's happened on several shows, not just this one, and they're working on it. So hopefully, but here's the key. Here's the key. I'm giving you technical advice. Tech support. Tech support. Tech support. If you're, or if the audio goes out all of a sudden, I will do the same thing you need to do, which is go out of the app and go back in the app again. And that usually takes care of it. So what was it called? Shut it off. What did I tell you when you call the cable company? Just turn the box off and turn it back on. And that usually works. So that's the situation. But hopefully we're okay. But that rain is still still coming down. All right. So I, I promised a couple of things yesterday. Yes, Trump is still uh, free and he hasn't been arrested yet. So the, right now we're on hold there. I will read one story, a couple of them, uh, one about Trump in his glory, you know, in all of his greatness, he wants to be handcuffed. He wants the image because he knows that's going to help him. He knows it's going to get his base going. So he wants the, he wants to be handcuffed. He wants the perp walk. He wants the mugshot. Most people don't want that, but he wants it because he wants his people to see what they're doing to him. So that's, that's Trump, right? That's Trump. This is, once again, reality show. If this was a reality show, which it is to him in a lot of ways, even though it's real life, he'd want this. He'd want the showing of all this, and that's what he wants. So we'll see what happens as far as that's concerned. Will they do that? Will they perp walk him? Will they handcuff him? I heard they won't. They're probably not going to give him what he wants. Now, especially since he asked for it now, they're not going to give it to him. So... Okay, um, so there's a Trump stories, a couple of stories. I do want to read a, a, a really good article. Should we start with this? I promised you yesterday I was going to read the San Jose Sharks Twitter feed from a few nights ago when they had LGBTQ plus A, B, Z, D, G, F, G night, and they went their Twitter feed went insane. I mean, the PR department went insane with the most incredibly ridiculous virtue signaling I've ever seen in my life. And they doubled and tripled down on it since their player, the holy Jamie, James Reimer, decided not to wear their horribly designed jersey. Um, I don't think he, I don't think it's horribly designed. I don't think he's making a fashion statement. But I'll read his statement too. I don't think, not only do I not think there was anything wrong, about James Reimer's statement as to why he wasn't going to wear this LGBTQ plus jersey. I think it's a, a great statement. And uh, once again, in 2023, a statement like this needs to be made. Instead of just saying, hey, guys, those of you who want to wear the jersey, wear it. 
Those of you who don't, don't, and we'll leave it at that. Now, every time there's a player who doesn't want to wear a virtue signal jersey, they have to usually, usually it's an LGBTQ thing, but believe me, believe me, I guarantee you there have been some executives in, in sports who have considered wearing like Ukraine jerseys. You know it. You know it. The blue and the, the yellow, the blue and the gold, whatever that is colored, the, uh, yellow or gold. What is it? Um, jerseys. I guarantee you that. So right now it's LGBTQ, UABCDEFG, but they will do it with Ukraine. They'll do it with trans stuff. Well, the LGBTQ is all trans now, basically, right? Um, no one cares about the gay stuff anymore. Now it's trans, 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 trans rights. Trans, does trans, does this extend to trans fats? Tra, are trans fats not only acceptable now? Are trans fats a good thing? Because I've always known trans fat as to be the worst fat, really bad fat, right? But maybe, maybe trans, maybe we're discriminating against fat. Maybe we're just, can you imagine the, the trans, where are the trans fat activists? Where are the trans fat activists? Say, how, how dare you discriminate against trans fat? <laughs> oh, I make myself laugh. I make myself laugh. Audience of one, I make myself laugh. Oh my God. But don't put it past them. Don't put it past them. All fats must be recognized, especially in America. All fat must be cherished. <laughs> oh, God. If, hey, what do they say? If you don't laugh, you cry, <laughs> right? I'm going to give myself thumbs up for the trans fat joke. No one else will. Okay. Um, what was I talking about? Okay, so I'll get to the feed. I'll get to the San Jose Sharks feed and the craziness. Um, and most, by the way, most of what was written is, is, is totally false. And also hypocritical because they like, they champion other places that have such atrocities that, uh, it's a can't fat shame. Who can, what do you mean you can't fat shame? Daniel says you can't fat shame. They just did. You know? I don't know. Um, let's see. <laughs> what are we going to start with? What are we going to start with? You know what? I think we probably have to start with the craziness of California. Listen to this. This place, every day I say, okay, we've gotten to the point where it can't get any crazier, okay? We can't, this this place can't get any crazier than it already is, but then it does. Here's a new one. So on the heels of the ridiculous reparations, which were all racists, if we don't believe black should be able to, should get $5 million checks in the mail next week and a $1 house. And 900 and whatever it is, a million a life, like, like they won the lottery, <clears throat> a million a year for life. Um, we're all racist if we don't believe that. Do you know what else is racist? Dogs. Dogs are racist. Listen to this story. A new California bill. Once again, the scariest words in the English language are, I'm a California representative and here's my new plan. That sends shivers. Whenever a Board of Supervisors member says, I introduced this new plan, I get shivers down my spine. Okay, listen to this. A California bill would ban police dogs from arrests and crowd control 
citing racial bias and trauma. The California Assembly's Public Safety Committee has approved a bill that would ban the use of police canines for arrests, apprehensions, and crowd control. Apparently a first-in-the-country measure. Understand that. California often has these first-in-the-country measures. Forget first-in-the-country, only in the country. So California legislators know what legislators in the rest of the world and the rest of this country don't know. They're so brilliant, right? Their intellects are so far above those of any other state or country that they come up with this stuff first. The authors of the bill cited the need for the removal of canines due to racial bias and violence against black Americans and people of color. If I get a tan, am I a person of color? Assembly Bill 742 seeks to ban the use of police canines for arrest, apprehension, or any form of crowd control. The legislation would not prevent the use of police canines for search and rescue. Oh, thank you. Explosive detection and narcotic searches. The bill introduced by Assemblyman Corey Jackson, Democrat of Paris, and Ash, someone that goes by the name of Ash Cholera of San Jose, a Democrat, of course, is designed to end a deeply racialized, traumatic, and harmful practice by prohibiting the use of police canines. Jackson said in a statement, the use of police canines has been a mainstay in this country's dehumanizing, cruel and violent abuse of black Americans and people of color for centuries. Ooh, centuries. AB 742 states. I think AB needs to start standing for all bullshit. How about all bullshit? Okay, all bullshit 742 states. First used by slave catchers, police canines are a violent carryover from America's dark past. In recent decades, they have been used in brutal attempts to quell the civil rights movement, the L.A. race riots, and in response to Black Lives Matter protests. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. So they've been used to prevent crime. They prevent, they've been used to prevent people from committing crime and hurting and killing other people. Ooh. And maybe looting, you know, looting and stealing and raping. ACLU California Action, a statewide advocacy organization of the American Civil Liberties Union, co-sponsored the bill. Remember, this is the ACL, the same ACLU who saw no atrocities over the last three years of lockdowns and forced forced medical procedures and people being fired for not getting those forced useless medical procedures. This is the same ACLU that did nothing, that did nothing for three fucking years. Now, of course, they'll get on board with this because police dogs are, are are racist. The use of police canines has severe and potentially deadly consequences for bite victims, especially communities of color, said Carlos Marquez III, executive director of ACLU California Action. Can you imagine Carlos Marquez I and Carlos Marquez II? This bill sets a new standard for California and marks an important step in ending this inhumane practice. The California and Hawaii chapter of the National Association for Investment of Colored People also co-authored the bill and highlighted the historical significance of the legislation if passed. I don't understand. The National Association for the Advancement of Colored People. I thought they didn't like the word colored. So you can't call someone colored, but there's an advancement of colored people. I'm, I'm confused. Police canines have roots in slavery and have been used as tools of oppression for black, brown, other communities of color, said Rick Callender, president of the California-Hawaii 
NAACP. With this bill, we sever ties with a terrorizing past and move, move towards a brighter future. All bullshit 742 notes that canine bites resulted in hospital visits 67.5% of the time, while other users, users of force like batons and tasers result in hospital visits 22% of the time or less. Oh, oh no. Oh no. So this resulted in more hospital visits for criminals. This, this, this resulted in more hospital visits for, for, for looters and, and people who commit atrocities against other human beings? Oh, no. Jackson and Kawa argue that injuries related to canines disproportionately affect black people more than other racial groups in America. Of course, doesn't it always? Black people are more than two times more likely than any other group to be subjected to the use of force, according to Assembly Bill 742. I said, I'm sorry, all, all bullshit, 742. Now head to the Assembly Appropriations Committee before consideration on the Assembly floor. If it passes the Assembly and State Senate is signed by Gavin Newsom, would apparently be the first state, of course, the first state to adopt this type of restriction on police dog use. Neither Jackson nor Kyle responded to Fox News Digital's request for comment. What a shock by time of publication. So once again, California leading the way in how to make criminals... Safer and criminals more comfortable in committing crime. California leading the way in making it easier for people to loot, lead people easier to rape, easier to kill, easier to rob because they don't have to be afraid of the dog. Now, these dogs, by the way, are not racist. I, I'm going to talk like a normal, sane person, and hopefully people listening are normal, sane people, and they'll realize that these dogs are not racist. So what were they saying then? They're saying the police are racist, right? Because the dogs do as as the as the owners say, as their as their police owners say. So they're saying once again that cops are racist, even though I'm sure many of the cops who use these dogs are black and brown themselves. So I guess they're also hate they hate their own people, right? Of course, this is utter bullshit. It's total bullshit, which is why it's all bullshit. Bill seven forty two, um, only done, of course, along with the reparations plan to virtue signal to totally virtue signal and say, look, we're on the side of the minority. We're on the side of the black person. But of course, all this does is discriminate more, right, against other people. The reparations bill, obviously, if you're going to give black people $5 million a year, you're discriminating against every other race. Get it? Do you get it? Um, and also, you're telling black people they need this money. They can't make it without it. They're lowlifes, and they, they, they rely on white politicians to, to make it in life. But with this bill, this is so utterly stupid and idiotic, utterly idiotic and stupid that to call this racist when these dogs are now used. Wait a minute. But to 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 compare it to the, 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 the civil rights movement, to say that they were used in a racist fashion 70 years ago, they were used in a racist fashion 70 years ago, 100 years ago, 200 years ago, means that you being used in a racist fashion now is bat crap crazy. These dogs are used to prevent the police officers from having to use things that are much worse, such as tasers and like guns with bullets in them, which kill people. OK, so they're using these dogs. Uh, these dogs save lives. They save the lives of the perpetrator. They save the lives of the officer. These are the most highly trained animals. I've, I've watched the, uh, I've seen documentaries on this recently of how incredibly highly trained these dogs are. And they are incredible. They're incredible. Police officers often 
consider them their partners. They often save the lives of these officers. So once again, what you're doing by taking away this tool is you're making it more dangerous because if the police officer can't use the doggy. He's going to use his gunny. Do you get it? You fucking idiots. Do you get it? Are you, are you, are you that stupid that you don't get it? Okay. Would you, so you'd rather have black Americans and all Americans be tased and shot than taken down by an animal, by the way, which is trained not to kill the person, but simply to stop the threat. And believe me, even though I love German shepherds and I think they're incredibly cute, and I love to have 10 of them. I don't have a small sh- apartment. Um, these Often these criminals stop when they see these dogs coming at them, and the dogs often take them down. And when they say they go to the hospital, yes, often it's just to be checked out, maybe a little nick, a little cut. But these dogs are not trained to bite arms off, to take chunks out of people, to kill people. They are highly trained, highly trained to simply stop the threat and take the take the perpetrator down. And once again, all this is going to cause is people. All right. I don't have this tool anymore. I got to go to the. The 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 more. Of the tool that will cause more harm, more death, more injury. All right. The more lethal, the more lethal weapon, the more lethal tool, like a taser or a gun. But once again, these people are either too dumb to realize this or they simply want to virtue. And this is once again, this is the problem with the left. We can laugh at them for their virtue signaling, but they're they're all bullshit bills. They're A.B., all bullshit bills actually hurt and kill people. Just like their lockdowns hurt and kill people, just like their vaccines have hurt and killed people, just like their vaccine mandates hurt and killed people, just like their masking hurt and killed. Everything they do actually hurts and kills more people than the opposite, than it saves. So their virtue signaling is actually dangerous. It's not just something to laugh at, okay? It's not just something to say, oh, they're woke, they're morons, ha ha, let's laugh at how stupid they are. Their policies are destructive. Their policies, which they believe are intended to make society better, make it less livable, make it less civilized. Okay? When you don't have law and order, you don't have civilization. The reason why in the Old West they hung people for people to see was simply to say, if you do harm, If you act in an uncivilized way, which makes it impossible for people to live in a civilized society, we're going to punish you. And that made society more civilized. So the morons who look at things like the hangings in the Old West when committed murder and such, and they go, oh, how how ruthless, how Neanderthal it was. No, 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 no. This was telling people we are going to have a civilized society no matter what. We are going to have a civilized society. We'll do whatever it takes to have a civilized society. We no longer have a civilized society. We have a society where the criminals know they got the upper hand because you have fucking morons in California doing bat crap crazy shit like this with one all bullshit bill after another. One all bullshit bill after another. So like I said, just when you think... I shouldn't think it was safe to go in the water. Just when you thought it was, we couldn't do anything dumber here in California. We were, most people thought the reparations thing was as dumb as it was going to get, right? 
okay, they, they've reached peak. They've reached peak asshole with this one. Nope. Nope. They one up themselves, baby. They continue to one up themselves because they know there are no consequences. Once again, just like criminals know there are no consequences to committing crime. They're not going to go to jail. Um, they're not going to be punished. They don't got to worry about the dogs taking them down. They don't got to worry about anything because they are given more rights than the victims. That's the same case with these politicians who come up with these all bullshit bills one after another. They know their constituents are not going to hold their feet to the fire. There will be no consequences. If they knew the consequence to this stuff would be they're no longer going to have their jobs in the next election cycle, they wouldn't do stuff like this. There wouldn't be these all bullshit bills. But they know there's no consequences because they're playing. What are they called? They're, they're, they're playing to the choir. These people here believe in this stuff. OK, people here believe in this stuff. They believe this is real. They believe these are real things that will help society, not the opposite. So therefore, they will continue to elect these people. And, the, and they know it. They know it. You know, you, you often hear, oh, the pol- this politician had to adjust, right? This politician, you know, had to run. They ran this way, but now they're adjusting. Now they're, you know, they're, they're triangulating. They're figuring. Well, these people don't have to do any of that. They can just be as wacky lefty as they, as, as they want because that's what their constituents want. That's who their constituents are. Now, there might be a day where the constituency changes. It's not going to happen in our lifetime in places like California and, and New York. But – there will be a time maybe where people hit such rock bottom that they finally fucking wake up. They finally wake up. But I, I don't I don't think we're going to see it. I don't think we're maybe the next generation or the generation after that, if it, if, if this world still exists, um, we'll we'll see that. But not not us, not us. And it's just getting case in point. It's just getting crazier and crazier. They're not getting more sane. They're getting less sane. They're getting less sane. So that that's the proof is in the pudding right there. It's not going to get any better. It's not going to get any better. Not anytime soon. Not anytime soon. All right. So there's that. There's wackiness of California. Um, you know, I guess we'll continue the wackiness of California part of our program until we then we'll go into some Fauci stuff. Did you guys see that Fauci video that's just been released as part of this? Can you believe PBS? This is how tone deaf these wackos are in the media. These wacko lefties are in the media. PBS puts out a some documentary about Tony Fauci now from video they shot a year and a half, two years ago. Evidently, they followed him for two years. Can you believe this? They followed him for two years because he's such a hero to them. And they documented his greatness <coughs> over the last two years. And now this video is out. This documentary is out. And it shows him walking around Washington, D.C. with with Bowser, Bowser, the uh, the the uh, mayor there, trying to get people to take the vaccine and lying to them. I mean – and and the greatest thing about this video, which if you watch Fox, I'm sure you've seen, is that the residents confronted him and told him how full of shit he was to his face. And then he just walks away. One guy said, wait a minute, I don't get something doesn't sit right with me. And what doesn't sit right with me is that every vaccine before this, you don't have to coerce people. You have to give them free hamburgers 
to get the vaccine. So when you're talking about like coercing people, poor people, especially to get the vaccine, that doesn't sit right with me because you've never done this with any vaccine before this. And he said, rightfully so. Vaccines take, you know, five, eight, ten years. This one was out nine months for, for political reasons. And Fauci goes, well, they used to take uh, they used to take that long. They used to. What he means is the ones that work used to take would, would do take that long. But the ones that are shit don't take very long. I could put out a vaccine in, in two days. I'm going to put some holy water into a into a into a vial and sell it as a vaccine. Oh, it doesn't take eight years anymore. It took me two days, but it's, it's, it's nothing. And that's what they did. Obviously, for political reasons. Yeah, dogs to Bowser. Exactly, Daniel. I thought I was thinking of actually going there, Daniel. Dogs to Bowser, and I didn't. But you did. So <laughs> I'm glad. So, I'm glad one of us did. <laughs> I was going to call it Bow Wowser. But so basically, that, that's what uh, he was doing. And, and they were right, these people. No, a real vaccine does take years. A shit vaccine that's done for political reasons, Operation Warp Speed, uh, doesn't take very long. Uh, something that's just put out there to make big farmer a lot of money and lie to people, this is going to end this horrible uh, lockdown and such, sure, it doesn't take very long at all. Snake oil doesn't take very long to process. A real vaccine does. So anyway, these people were 100% right a year and a half ago. And Fauci just walks away like the arrogant little shriveled up old fucking little weasel dwarf he is. But the tone deafness of PBS putting this out now, and believe me, PBS's point of view is that Fauci is genius lord and these people were just dumb black people. Of course, they're not going to say that, but that's what they're presenting this. They're not presenting this as the black people were right. They're presenting it as Fauci, the white knight, Lord Jesus Fauci was right, and they were just too stupid to see it. Of course, we now know they were, these people were 100% right. Fauci was lying to them. He said things like, well, no, you know, if you get the vaccine, there's very little chance you'll get COVID. And if you get it, you're not even going to know you're going to have it. And then we know people who got the vaccine got it over and over and over again, very sick, hospital and death. We know he was fucking lying. There was no evidence to say if you got the vaccine. First of all, he says you get the vaccine, you ain't going to get it. Then he moves the goalpost and says, well, if you get the vaccine and you get COVID, there's a very little chance you'll get it. If you get it, you're not even going to know you got it. We know he was lying. He lied two and a half years ago. He lied a year and a half ago. And the old fuck is still lying now. Yet PBS puts this up as though he was right, as though he was telling the truth. They might as well put up a video of him saying the sky is, 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 is red. And making it as though he's telling the truth and we're all crazy. No, it, can't you see it? The great Fauci said it's red. If you think it's blue, you're a Trumpy Trumper, Trumpy 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 Trumper. Once again, proving that the media is the enemy of the people. They lie. They continue to lie, even when they're proven wrong. When they're proven wrong 17,000 fucking times, they continue to lie because they are the enemy of the people. At some point, we have to stop them from pushing this garbage. We have to stop them from pushing this this left-wing wacko propaganda. So there's that. There's that. Is this guy ever going to go? Didn't he fucking retire? Isn't it time for him to go away? Isn't there some, isn't there some like, um, there's some study that says if you're, if you're a certain age and you retire, you're probably going to die soon after. Can he add to that statistic? I'm tired of fucking seeing him. Oh. <sighs>
anyway, wacky, where was I? Wacky California, wacky California. Okay, so. A few days ago, the San Jose Sharks had their annual hockey is for everybody night, which is absolutely a stupid thing anyway. No shit. It's for everybody. Every sport is for everybody. What's next? Movies are for everybody. Restaurants are for everybody. Of course, hockey is for everybody. They're, they, they, they continue this bullshit of trying to pretend that people in the LGBTQ are afraid to go to hockey games. They're not welcome in hockey games when the players are fucking gay. There are many of them who are gay who aren't even out. And there are some now who are actually out gay. What are they talking about? What are they talking about? It would be like saying hockey is for black people, too. Well, no shit. Every team has black players now. So this whole idea of like in the year 2023, if you're part of the LGBT, any community, community, forget the LGBTQ one, two, three plus community, any community that you're you're afraid to go to a hockey game, that you don't feel welcome at a hockey game is, of course, total bullshit. It's made up. It's fabricated. Anyway. But they have their hockey is very once again, all of these nights in sports, whether it's a a, um, a group honoring it, you know, hockey's for everyone or women's night or people of color night or any night they have. It's for two reasons only. One is virtue signaling, although I'd say two is virtue signaling because money's always number one. Number one is to sell jerseys and get people in the stands. So it gets the arena filled, which makes money for the team. It doesn't make money for gays and lesbians. It makes money for the team. And these jerseys, which, of course, make tons of money for the team because they get the new logo. They put it on a jersey and then they sell it at the arena the night of the game and beyond. So it's all money making and virtue signaling. That's it. They don't care about making people feel comfortable. They don't care about enlightening people. It's all about money and virtue signaling. So money and political points. Money and brownie points. That's why they have all of these nights, no matter what night it honors, who it honors or what it honors. That's what it's there for. Hate to rain on your, your, your feel good parade. So they have this. And as has been happening lately, thankfully, in, 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 in sports and in the NHL is that they'll have these nights and at one, two or three players on each team will say, you know what? I, I'm brought up a Christian. I'm brought up very religious and I, I can't promote the gay lifestyle. I have no issue. Well, let me, let me tell you, let me, let me read the statement of James Reimer, who's the, who's the goaltender for the San Jose Sharks, who put out a statement because I guess he was the play. He was the one player, I believe, on this team who, remember, it's the Bay Area. So you have to have a lot of balls to do this. If you're in like, if you're in like Columbus, Ohio, St. Louis, Missouri, you could probably get away. You probably have three or four players that can get away with it. But here, to have one person doing this shows me the balls that James Reimer has in this bat crap, woke, virtue signaling hellhole of the Bay Area. Anyway, here's, here's the statement from him. Under the umbrella of the NHL's Hockey is for Everyone initiative, the San Jose Sharks have, have chosen to wear jerseys in support of the LGBTQIA plus community tonight. For all 13 years of my career, NHL career, I've been a Christian, not just in title, but in how I choose to live my life daily. I have a personal faith in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins and in response asked me to love everyone and follow him. I have no hate in my heart 
for anyone, and I have always strived to treat everyone that I encounter with respect and kindness. In this specific instance, I'm choosing not to endorse something that is counter to my personal convictions, which are based on the Bible, the highest authority in my life. I strongly believe that every person has value and worth, and the LGBTQIA plus community, like all others, should be welcome in all aspects of the game of hockey. James Reimer. So I have no problem with that statement. He was incredibly honest with that statement. I'm a Christian. This is what I believe. These are my personal beliefs. Everyone's welcome. I don't hate anybody. I don't want to wear the fucking jersey. He didn't say that. Obviously, I'm saying that. I just don't want to. He just doesn't want to wear the jersey. That's it. Just I don't want to wear the jersey. Okay? Remember now, because of the wackiness of the LGBTQIA plus community and their virtue signaling, they, they, if they had just simply stopped at LGBT, no, LGB, lesbian, gay, and bi. Because we, we remember, these don't even make sense. The last three letters, four letters don't make sense. Remember, the first three letters make sense. Lesbian, gay, and bi. That's sexual orientation, right? This was always about sexual orientation. This was an organization about sexual orientation. Once you get to T, you're not talking about sexual orientation anymore. You're talking about gender mutilation. And there was a time when that T in, in the, in the, in the early, the early days of T being added to LGB. Now I'm in the mood for like a BLT. Anyway, that's something else. I digress. Being added to LGB was that trans was kind of like, I dress up like a guy. I dress up like a woman. I, I, I'm a stripper. I'm a, what do you call it? I'm a drag queen. I like that side of me. I like having my effeminate side. I wear women's clothing. Everyone's like, ha ha, it's fun. That's very fun. Okay, put them in there. But now it's gotten to the point where it's not really about that anymore. Now it's about this gender mutilation and gender mutilation of those under the age of 18 and how the LGBTQ community welcomes this. There's very few people. There are some. We've heard, I, but you have to go into Fox News to hear them. There are some who have chosen to speak out against this, this gender mutilation of those under 18. But the majority of the LGBTQIA plus community is totally for gender. They, they truly believe, most of them truly believe, the majority truly believe that if you're 10, 11 years old and you want to change your sex, you have every right to do so. That's what they believe. Okay. And they're wrong. Obviously, they're 100 percent wrong. It's immoral. It's unethical. It's disgusting. And they don't really think about or care about the consequences. And we're seeing and I'll read a story about the consequences in a little bit to go along with this story. But that's the problem now. So I, I, I would feel uncomfortable wearing this kind of a jersey. And I never would have before, because now it's not just representing lesbian, gay, bi. Now it's representing the trans part, which has now become so extreme that I would feel like I'm endorsing this idea of, of gender mutilation and how children have a right to do it without parental consent or that parents can, can make their kids do this, that they feel that, come on. We, like I said, I saw an interview with a young boy. Uh, I, I saw an interview with a young boy who, who was asked by the media person, like an eight-year-old, well, how do you know you're a girl? They said, because my mother tells me. He wasn't lying. He was like eight years old. So we have parents and we have psychologists. We have people in this community now who are pushing this on people. And when they, many of them resent it, they end up in a worse space. They end up taking their lives or trying to take their lives because they've done something they didn't intend to do because they were eight fucking years old or 10 years old. So that's the problem now is that once again, and I've said this before, we've given these people everything. We never say no to them. 
We never say no to these communities. We give them everything. We give them special days. And that's another, that's another thing that bugs the shit out of me. I'm tired of this. When do equal rights simply mean equal rights? Now, I've heard that argument. Well, things have been not equal for so long that we have to overcompensate now to get to equality. But that's garbage because that never ends. There's never an end date on that. There's never an exit strategy on that kind of thinking. So the fact of the matter is this is forever. Equal rights to me means equal rights. I don't, there's no special day for white people. There's no special day for straight people. There's no special day for those who decide that they are indeed a boy or a girl. That's the way they're born. So I don't understand this whole idea of I want equal rights, but treat me special makes no fucking sense. I want equal rights, but treat me special because that's not what they want. That's not what these community wants. It's not what black people want. It's not what the LGBTQ community wants. It's not what they want special rights. They want special rights and there's no end date for it. They want special rights forever. So this is not equality. And I don't understand. How could you feel equal when you're being treated special? That, 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 that makes no sense. There's no common sense to that. You can't be treated, you can't be an equal if you're treated special. But once again, these people are smart enough to understand that concept, but they don't care. But they lie. They're dishonest. I want people to say, we want special rights. We want special rights, not equal rights. We want more rights, not equal rights. Be honest about it. But they're not honest about it. These are not equal rights. They say all we want is – that's what they've always said all along, these people. Of any of these quote-unquote marginalized groups, all we want is equal rights. No, that's a lie. That's a lie. There's no straight people day. There's no white people day. There's no I'm happy with my gender that I was born in today. There isn't. So you're being treated special. And this is once again, this is an annual thing. There's no end date on this. Okay, you feel like you were marginalized and everyone else got a head start. I get it. When does that end? When do you then, how, how, how long was the head start that you have to keep doing this? So in other words, how long do we have to have everyone is welcome in hockey days? How long do we have to have months for black months, black history month or gay rights month? How long do we have to do that? Well, the answer is obviously forever. It's never going away in our lifetime. So these are not equal rights. They're special rights. I've never heard anyone in the gay community or black community or whatever these quote unquote marginalized community say in this year, this can end in this year. We can then be equal, not special. In this year, we're not that special days, weeks, and months, and years anymore. Never, because they don't want it to end. Because they like being treated special. I understand that. It's nice to be treated special. It is. I would love a Micah Chopley. Let's do that. How about we do a Micah Chopley month? Who wouldn't want that? How about a Daniel month, a Gator month? It's great. Well, forever, baby. But that's not the way it should be. Once again, be honest then. Say, I want special rights. I think I deserve special rights. At least be honest. Then we can have an argument about that. We can discuss that. But when you say you want equal rights, you're lying. You're being dishonest. Hey, Vlad. Yo. Mike. How are you doing? Anyway, I hope you're doing good, man. Cool. But why, why are we suddenly celebrating these people that putt, putt from the rough? 
Why? What the hell does putt from what the hell does putt from the rough mean? <laughs> remember the what movie. That remember the Mad Damon Ben Affleck movie from night nineteen ninety eight, Goodwill Hunting, referring to gay. Why do we have to, you know, praise these putt from the rough uh, rough people? Why do we have to well, give them special rights? What the hell is all this about? When did it start? It's been going on for a long time now. <laughs> you know? Why do Why do we have to, you know, aren't they, you know, is it good enough that they've taken over the whole damn month of June, for crying out loud? Well, and, and and, let's, let's put it this way. I'm no psychologist. But when you constantly need special days, special months, and treated special, there's, there's, there's something very insecure about you that you need those things. So it would it would it would show me you're very secure in what you are and who you are to just say, you know what, let's just exist now. Let's just exist and have equal rights as everyone else. Nothing special, no special days, no special hockey games, no special jerseys, no special months, no special parades. Let's just be equal. But glad they don't want to be equal. They want to be special. Well, not only that, not only do they want a special month. Or a special year. Uh, if you look at it, the, their actual calendar, yeah. if they had their way, they would just about have every day of every month dedicated to them, from the trans to the lesbians to the gay community to every <laughs> fucking deviant sexual lifestyle that is out there. Well, look, look, that, look that, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna agree with you that it's deviant. But here's the thing: here's what really starting to get under my skin now. This idea of I want equal rights is fine. But now we, we're in the position now where what we're seeing are people, especially, well, I, I, think, I think there are plenty. I think, there's a, I think there's a section of the black community that does it. There's a section of the LGB community that does it. A section of the T community that does it, which is look at me. Look at me. I'm trans. Look at me, baby. If you don't like it, fuck you. What is that all about? To me, that shows incredible insecurity well, when, well, you, need on, to, when you need to stand out and tell everyone how special you are. Exactly. And then you have to do it with your sexuality. Like, keep that shit in the bedroom. You know what I mean? I was listening to this, this story that I was reading today uh, in the UK. It happened a couple of years ago. And I think this uh, lady who was a professor's assistant is taking the school to, to court because in the UK, the United Nations, where Gators from, for example, uh, there was this lady who was, uh, I, I don't know if it was a Christian college or something, mm-hmm. and she made a comment on her Facebook. I, she goes by the name of Christy Higgs, if I remember right. So they fired her. Why? Because she didn't comply with the gay agenda, LGBTQ agenda. So you see, this is the people that want a special day, but at the same time, when they get the reins of power, this is what they start doing to people. And it's not necessarily the gay community. It's those that defend such <laughs> such such agenda. And, and what, what happens, Glad, you and I know what happens when a white person says, look at me, look at how great I am and proud I am to be white. What do these people call them? They call them white supremacists. Exactly. Right? So exactly. why aren't these trans supremacists, black supremacists, gay supremacists? When they say, look at us, look how great we are. We should be treated special. We should stand out. But once again, this is the hypocrisy around it. These people go crazy. If someone says, hey, I'm white and I'm proud. Hey, I'm straight. Imagine that. Hey, I'm straight. Look at me, baby. I'm straight. Not that they would do that because it's idiotic. Just as idiotic as it is to say, look at me, I'm gay. But these people are so hypocritical. It's all one way. They can do it. But if the others do it, then they're white supremacists. Yeah, they're xenophobes. They're, they're, they're everything yeah, in the book. Yeah. Yeah. 
Uh-huh. And it's sad. And it's sad. I don't know if you heard of that case in Canada, that young Catholic high schooler. He tried to defend, uh, you know, coming from a biblical point of view. And immediately got kicked out because he was offensive and insensitive to the gay LGBTQ trans community. He said that there was only two sexes, two genders, which he's right, scientifically. And everything else was wrong. And immediately his own Catholic school, high school, kicked him out, suspended him. He tried to come back out. They had him arrested. This is the shit that we're looking at. I saw that. First, it starts with special rights, special days for them. Then they get the reins of power. And then they're going to start committing all sorts of authoritarian, totalitarian nastiness against people, people who don't agree with them, all in the name of so-called inclusivity, that they're very tolerant. They're not tolerant. They're not tolerant to anybody. But, but well, again, if you, if, if you present them with common sense, which no one ever does, yeah. and say, wait a minute, why is it okay for you, Mr. if you're black or if you're Latino, if you're lesbian, gay, bi, tri, whatever, to say, look at me. Look how special I am. I'm going to go out and, and have a parade with a flag. That's okay. But if someone who's, let's say, happy with their gender does that, they were born into, or someone who's heterosexual does that, or someone who's Caucasian does that, that they're racist scumbags. Yeah. What, what's the, what, what, what is the, what's the common sense behind it? Where's the equality there? Exactly. Exactly. If white people can't even have white heterosexual Christian males cannot have a day uh, a, a day or a month for them for say you know a week maybe a weekend right you got uh, you got Irish community uh, you know we just had we just exactly. had St. Patty's Day for example those are a lot of white white people they didn't well, come out why they just I came back out, out you know proud of Irish right well, who why can't we respect them and just leave them as me you know but we, of course the, the white man comes out and he's yeah. the most evilest wicked thing on the face of the yeah. earth you, you know what I would tell those people if it's not for the white man, and I'm not saying it because I'm white, I'm saying it because, because I recognize the talent. I, 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 I recognize the Western civilization, the, the greatness of what Europe gave us. Yeah, it wasn't beautiful. Yeah, there was colonialism. But you know what? We're living in some of the best countries that these people are destroying, little by little, uh, picking at it. Why? At the foundations. Why? Just because they don't agree with it. But we have some of the greatest idea by some of the greatest minds from Europe, and they were white. Well, I, I agree it. with you, but you know? look, it would be way too. It's it's the calendar would be way too filled up with special stuff if we had special days for everybody. How about this? No days for anybody. Even St. Patrick's Day to me. Come on, I don't want to look. Look, St. Patrick's Day is basically a day for people to get drunk, right? That's what it is. You know, it's a day for people to get drunk. So, do we really need it? You know. So, Vlad, are you still there? Vlad, did you want to come back on? You kind of left. If you want to come back on, you can, but I'll go to Gator. Gator, how's it going tonight? Yeah, all right, mate. Not too bad. Not too bad. Are you? All right, pretty good. Um, right. I think you've got, you got, you got to be careful about what you're reacting to, right, in this arena. Because if you just wander around watching media, you get fed a totally warped view of this entire woke uh, representation. And I'd, I'd, I'd ask you, and this is a genuine question, you were saying that, you know, the majority of the, the LGBTQ whatever plus community is essentially militantly in favour of uh, children's transitioning surgery, right? Mm-mm. Where did that statement come from what's the data that backs that up 
look, has there been data done on this? I mean, some things you just know, man, from like knowing okay. people and living in a place like San Francisco and talking to people. And they will say, I'm not saying, I don't want to use the word militant. They just simply think that young people, if you're, if you're seven, eight years old, you have the right to know if you're born in the wrong body. And if you want to change that, if you want to, I'm not saying most of them think parents shouldn't inflict it on them, but if you want to, you shouldn't have to wait till you're 18. That's right. the absolute overwhelming majority of the people in that community in these in blue cities. Okay, they they right. believe. Well, here's, here's the difference between the way you and I look at this. I don't believe I know or have seen any evidence that tells me that the majority of that community believe that belief because there isn't any data, right? There is no evidence well, that the majority right, believe that. There's right? not going to be any data. I mean, okay, so unless I someone does a poll. It, right? a poll. I wouldn't say it because you're making a mistake by saying it. Because a guy like me can come along and delegitimize what you've just said by basically making this challenge to you that you can't defend. And that fucks your position up, right? The second thing is that the problem that, you're, that you sound like you're reacting to is the effect that propaganda is having on you, right? Now, there's various forms of propaganda one of them being literally the media giving you this perception that um, if you don't agree with this position, then you're wrong. And therefore, essentially, that spreads into the presentation that you should believe in it because it's what all of the community believe in themselves. Right. And they and certainly they include people who've transitioned and therefore they know better than you what it's like to go through this. So therefore, they have some kind of legitimacy of saying what's right for kids. Right. That's one big part of this propaganda process. Right. What, but Peter, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Let me ask you a question. Seriously. What do you think the opinion is of most people on the left? Uh, of Ron DeSantis and other states making it illegal for any kind of gender gender transition under 18? You think they agree with Ron DeSantis? I don't. I actually don't know. It's Come because on, Gator, you're asking impossible Gator. questions, aren't you? I'm not this asking is the impossible point. questions. I'm not. I, I believe. How on I earth can I really credibly project the the an answer for what do I think most people on the left think of this issue? The answer is I don't know. This is basic English comprehension, right? If you've ever done one of these tests, it's, it's basically you'll get a short paragraph of text, and it'll say based on only the text you've given is is is. Are the are, are there are apples more expensive than lemons? Are lemons more expensive than apples? Or don't know need more information? Well, this is I definitely think, one of the cases. I think Gator, don't know need more information. Yeah, right? I, I think you want to think the best of humanity, and I understand. No, that. because my point is this: right, yeah. is that what you're what you sound like you're doing is reacting predominantly to the effect of propaganda on you, right? And 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 the problem if if you're doing that, which I think you sound like you are. Right? Is it fucks up no. your own credibility? No, I'm disagreeing with you. I don't think it's propaganda. The propaganda is saying that a six-year-old should be able to make that decision. But I don't think it's propaganda to say that most people in that community think that a child has the right, if they feel that they're in the wrong body, to change it. And they, these people feel that if they're not given that right... They'll they'll live a miserable childhood and they may end up killing themselves or. But this is what I don't think that's propaganda. I think it's I think it's a rational statement, Gator. It's like if I said um, I think most people on the left hate Donald Trump. You go, well, where's the proof? Where's the proof that most people on the left hate Donald? They might not like him. They might not want to. But they don't hate him. Come on, Gator. We know that. No. Right, because 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 I right. The simple fact is this. 
that that community's uh, the, the, I mean, and the, and it's not just a community. It's not an amorphous community. There's shitloads of subgroups and separate groups of people who don't really interact with each other. And in, and and it's not an entire amorphous single unified right. community, right? Okay. And what you we get, what we're getting presented, is a notion that it is it is more amorphous than we think it is, and that it is more um, single-mindedly represented than it really is. What the reality of this situation is, is that this is a relatively new concept of literally a handful of years where this is being pushed hard in the media by political agendas, which is the real point of what I'm calling about, mm -hmm. um, that, that basically try to drive your perception of personal acceptance by suggesting to you that the, that community has a dominant right, desire and perception and validity to demand or back the agenda of essentially child child based um, child yep. age right. transition that's mm -hmm. not true right it can't be true because one th there are no reliable um, consistent pieces of research into the community's opinion right? two mm -hmm. just because you're in that community does not give you any greater insight into many of the complex processes and, 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 and ramifications of affecting somebody surgically below the age of 18, mentally or physically. And, um, when you, and basically Gator, the outcome of this I understand. Is, is that you can't credibly run around yeah. trying to tell anyone yeah. who's sensible of an analytical mind that, that yeah. it's safe to say anything about what the majority of this community believes. Because all mm -hmm. you need to do is find people like uh, Scott, I can't remember his surname now. He's the guy who was in what is a, Matt Walsh's What is a Woman film. I right. spoke to him directly and I asked yeah. him to, well, I asked him a lot of questions. The first one I asked him was, did Matt Walsh's film in the, uh, in the edit accurately and fairly represent your views? And he said, yes, Walsh had done a good job, right? And mm -hmm. then I asked him more about his position. And he basically is obviously maintains that the utter regret of transition and the his fervent uh, opposition to yeah. transition for children in this way that's being yeah. presented. And he mm -hmm. said that he is not alone in this. That that that, that his section of 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 the people that he represents or is con in contact with across a number of different subgroups of the LGBTQ plus whatever community mm. are in opposition to this because what they understand is that. The way that these policies and the speed that these policies seem to be developed and pushed in the whole agenda is yeah. essentially completely unbacked by credible research, credible yeah. science, longitudinal studies, and um, that what we're being presented is a totally warped political view of, of, of oh. to justify an agenda that's often backed by right. bad stuff like the medical the medical profiteering okay. well, of growing this kind of surgery. I right? can tell you that there's a guy named Scott Weiner, State Assembly, who I've talked about many times here in San Francisco, who's always coming up with these bills. And all the all the bills are are, are these things, you know, whether it's, you know, uh, making it illegal for an adult to have a sex with a child or making child trafficking easier or or obviously making it uh, making it come on look what california did gator they said all children who want to want to transition come here and you can get the surgery here now these people keep getting reelected over and over and over and over and over again in a state of 40 million the fifth the, the largest state in the country it will be the fifth it will be the fifth largest country in the nation in, in the world so you, how are they getting reelected if the people so disagree 
with these with these things. They don't. They agree with it. That's why I've said these politicians can do this stuff here because the people who vote for them agree with it. They agree right. with it, Gator. I don't know if people in Mississippi agree with it. I don't know if people in Alabama. I'm guessing if you go to Mississippi, Alabama, Missouri, you'll find more people in the gay community who don't agree with this because they're Christian, they're Catholic, whatever it may be. But in, I'm sorry, in my life, in the major cities, in, in New York, in, Cal- in California, in Washington State, they believe in this stuff. They, they are all for it. And try to find me a handful of people in the gay community who are against these special nights and these special months and parades. None of them are. Come on, Gator. But look, having a gay pride parade is absolutely nothing inherently to do with child-based transition No, 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 no. I'm just saying the idea of being treated special. That's what I'm talking about. Special right, but rights. Hang on. But, but, yeah. even, but even that is an oversimplification of what is actually sociologically going on with a gay pride um, festival, right? Because, because uh, and this is, this, uh, and this, you know, I sound like I'm being pedantic, but I'm trying to do it for the right reasons, right? It's because if you want to go down this road, and try to be credible about talking about these things. Essentially, what you're trying, what you should be trying to do, is pre-position yourself so that you cannot be attacked easily by by the militant end of the people that you're re- you're railing against, right? Because you're an easy sitting target. How am I? Explain right? that to me. The because, because essentially, people. what I'm pointing out no, to no, you no. is that you're mis- you, you are easily. You are easily, even by a guy from a guy who is much more politically savvy about what the fuck is going on here. Personally, I think I am because, and that's really what I wanted to talk about. I can easily just point out to you that that you don't actually, you can't actually credibly claim, in the absence of data, right, that you know what the majority of these people think. I can you don't, and and using, Gator, using a proxy, Gator, using a Gator, proxy indicator. Gator, like we know how by can a, these no, legislators no, no, come on, man, to come get on. Voted a politician, back, back in. A politician, politicians have certain things that they believe in, and the people keep on re-electing them. They believe in those things as well. These are not you minor can rig things. That sit up, these that are major setup things. Easily, what? You can rig that setup easily. Well, by but, but Gator, being there being you a politician, have no, there you a have politician no who there. stands for. Now you're for... bringing up something now that has, there's no way to prove it or disprove it. You go, oh, you can rig it. Okay, Mike, uh, you you can rig it, so Mike, you're wrong. I'm I'm trying to explain to you how you could easily rig it, right? By basically on a policy basis, when you stand, you go, what is the most common, politically popular, um, actual position I can take on something to win me the maximum number of votes. And that might be yeah. water quality, or it might right. be air quality, or I fuck knows. it could be right. the current um, intent to provide black reparations. And you go out and you, you win your campaign on that basis. And then mm-hmm. once you're in position for the set period, yeah. you then you then continuously vote or you create bills that were never on your agenda or never right. in your voting agenda overtly. And then you go out and create bills to do with it, to, to, to deal with this agenda and you get those through. So, but you weren't voted in because you were running around going, "I'm the absolute unrestricted king of child transitions and 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 and, and, and this um extra, extreme of this sexual agenda," yeah. because you didn't campaign on that. That's Look, that's the way you can easily rig getting in and then basically right. pursuing a different agenda once you're yeah, in. Yeah, but no, though they the, the the agenda they pursue in my city 
in this state is a constant agenda. They they pursue it while they're in office and then they get reelected again based on what they've done. They run on this stuff. Come on, Gator, they run on it. They run on it. Scott Scott Weiner will run on all these wonderful gay rights and trans rights initiatives that he has passed or bills he's brought up or tried to pass. So and he wins re-election. It's not just like he runs once and doesn't run again. He won. He he moves up the political ladder. He could probably right. win governor of the state based on okay. this stuff. He's so, moved up from city yeah, council okay, to state right. assembly to he might run for uh, Congress and win on this. Okay? Right. Okay. So the so fact of the matter is, okay, I'm prepared to, I'm prepared I to accept that that's true. Right. I'm prepared so to accept the sake of this conversation that that's true. Uh, yeah, but, it is true. Right. But basically, there's still a problem in trying to claim that there's a bigger movement of this, right? That there is a dominant ideology or or belief system inside these communities that mm-hmm. all skew towards actively um, backing child transition. And I don't believe that's true. And and this is what I really want to talk about, right? This is right. my point I'm really making. Go ahead, make the is point. Is that if you if you look. Not at the, the the very specific minutiae of what these what these issues contain, but you look at, you take a step back and you look at the mythology of thought and policy management. What you are looking at is very similar to policy control that has been produ- that is uh, techniques that are basically been used by the USSR, Mao, uh, and many other um, regimes, where the point of them is to basically force citizens into a situation where cognitive dissonance starts to occur. Because what they're being told is a propagandistic message from the state. It could be anything. It could be Mm. about whether or not China was so good at farming Mm. that they managed to grow 200 pound tomatoes and 600 pound pigs. Mm. And a farming community with a controller in it, a propaganda controller in that embedded in that community living amongst them all began to repeat the lie to themselves. That's what you're looking at now, right? Yeah. That technique is this, right? And this is the problem is that you're actually in the beginnings of this process whereby society's ability to mentally process, um, accept or reject, and then react um, within the democratic space to a policy and to yeah. a message and to a propaganda is being broken down in the same way that it was in Chairman Mao, uh, Chairman Mao's China or the USSR or other um, despotic states, right? Yeah. And the, and the issue that you've got with this right now is that because it is a medically scientific issue where we don't really know anything about what we're doing because we've never done this before and we've never done any longitudinal studies on it before, People who are actually easily influenced to actually run around having an established position on this, like saying literally being a genuinely being a person who, who totally backs this half harebrained scheme, mm-hmm. like these and these half baked policies, cannot legitimately sit down and provide um, credible, uh, complete arguments in the pros and cons because they are missing on the longitudinal data, right? Mm-hmm. And what you will find in the next five to 10 years is that these policies do not stand up to medium or long-term rigor. And what we're going through now is, is basically uh, what's the way of putting it is a deliberate exploratory implementation of, 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 of of a, of a, of a cognitive dissonance 
or, or a double think process, right? Like Nike and Orwell, mm-hmm. which is already collapsing, right? You you happen to live in a place that that is extremely sort of pro this because hey, look, fuck me, it's California. It's a bit like um, it's also where, forty where's, million where's people. The other, where's the there's another? I can't remember. Why can I not remember the name of? Um, yeah. Anyway, just, there are, you know, yeah. right. So it's so it's obviously like a concentra- a more concentrated oh, uh, community, Gator, right? Gator. I make it very clear, very often, of how in this whole this whole segment on the show was about the craziness of San Francisco and the craziness of California. I made yeah. that very clear. But but here, a 2019 study by Ipsos found that nearly half of Americans, half 2019, see gender on a spectrum rather than rather than as a binary so at least half of them and this was this was four years ago it's probably more than half now with all the propaganda you talk about see gender on a spectrum and daniel will talk about that when i when i put him on if, if he believes gender is on a spectrum rather than as a binary and 73 percent of those respondents believe youth team sport is not safe for gay people for three out of every four right, people okay, look Mike, believe, wait Fox. a minute wait a minute wait a minute Gator, you talk about proof you talk about polling and proof and not just mike's feeling and mike's friends and mike's life this this is once again when you talk about propaganda i don't think it's propaganda for me to say most people especially in the lgbt community are for these crazy things i think the propaganda is they have been propagandized into believing this stuff is okay this stuff is good this stuff is righteous they have been propagandized i'm just a messenger gator why are you blaming me well i'm not blaming you but my point is this what you're going through now is that you could 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 have been done and delegitimized in covid when you look at a survey you have to ask right what's the sample size who did it who well, paid I for it? I know what that. was the, I know what was the question what are the questions and where but, and basically you have to you have to pass the questions to work out whether know, they're loaded I know, right I know, so I know. polls polls are not but what bothers me is polls you say are not I have no reliable indicators, right? Wait, and they have to be treated Gator, with extreme contempt and caution. Wait a minute, right? Gator. You say I have no metrics, then I bring up metrics, and you say yeah, those metrics okay, are good metrics. But wait a second. But my point is, but, 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 but my ultimate point is this, right? If the entire agenda of, of what, what, what would be described as woke ideology is basically a, a political exercise which is ultimately being driven from non-specific directions institutionally down into society, which is essentially what is happening here, right? It's not a grassroots, grassroots, a grassroots bottom-up movement. It's literally an institutionally endorsed, media-reinforced and delivered a political agenda, right? Mm-hmm. And then, and then that triggers, um, uh, um, that conjoins to the the pockets of actual, you know public support as, as as they work and interact on each other that's that's the whole nature of fairly sophisticated political propagandistic implement policy implementation that's what's yes. happening here right okay. now my point is ultimately that you have to ask the question what the fuck is this for and who's doing it and i would argue like the ussr and everything else mm-hmm. is it is a bigger technique to change people's mental compliance to any policy that's delivered, no matter how cognitively dissonant the person needs to become in order to, deli- to, to accept it. And this is a classically described as double think in Orwell in 1984. 
And another thing that is required in that environment is something called newspeak, which is the changing of language and definition to a point that is unrecognizable before you did this to people. And that is exactly what is happening inside Western society. We're changing the definitions of gender. We're expanding them. We're basically telling people that um, from a certain age, of a certain age, that, that, that basically these concepts are completely amorphous, right? But there's a weird, there's another piece of information, there's another piece of polling, right? Which apparently tells you that, that as of, as of today, Gen Zers have something like a 40% of them believe that what you just described is roughly true, that gender is this fluid thing. They, 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 they will change or whatever, right? Okay. Now, if it, there's a massive problem that comes out of that data set, if it's as limited as that, is that is it this if suddenly the whole of society comes to this collective realization that gender is fluid and that people should be able to identify in all of these woke ways and so on and so forth when you execute the survey of the whole of society what you should find is not that 40 percent of gen zers suddenly agree with that you should find that 40 percent of society in totality agrees with that you don't find that according to the data that i was being to, to, told by somebody the other day it's the people below a certain age who suddenly uh, uh, spike on this data set why would that be oh that might be because one they are being told about life when they're in a lower a younger state of stage of, of their life where they're much more pliable mm -hmm. and they're being having those messages reinforced through through direct all forms of, of media which is an onslaught by anyone's standards today no matter what and they're being told this actively in school so they're literally being in educated and indoctrinated into into their belief system from from school age whereas whereas go above gen z where everybody's over 25 35 plus years of age into the other generations and they did not get get exposed to that control Right now, where, why does this, why this ties back to my USSR argument mm -hmm. is this because you go through any of these systems that implement policy, like say when Mao came to power or when Stalin came to power, what do they do? They basically co-opt the school system. They deliver their agenda into the minds of the young through school because they make those children, the general, the, the optimal beginning generation of the philosophy or of the principle. That's what's happening. Yep. Okay. <laughs> you know, I see things a lot in the micro and you look more of the macro. And that's why I think, you know, I like having your opinion on this show. I really do. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm in sentimentally in the same place, but what, but if your message and show goes wider, right? The only thing that I'm bothered about is essentially how you can express what you're trying to express sentimentally i don't have a problem with it but you could easily set yourself up <clears throat> for somebody coming along and essentially attacking you on a lot of levels of bigotry and stuff which you don't really intend to to, to communicate oh on. yeah I, I i appreciate that's your, what I'm i appreciate your concern but i really don't care out. i don't care if they think i'm a bigot i don't care the fact of the matter is i'll stand on my common sense ground of if you want to be equal, you're not to be special, period. I, yeah, I and care. I think, yeah, and I agree with that. Equal yeah. rights is, is, doesn't cut one way more than the other. 
and the problem but but also people would argue that if your rights are unequal then you must expect for some extent of some period of time a but reactionary no, no, response in order that's, to establish that's not a, that's not a viable stance because there's no end date there's no end date to that and obviously we're living in this. There is no end date to this. There have been gay pride parades for half a century now. We're doing special these and, and, and Gator, these special nights are becoming even more prominent now. There are more of them. These special weeks and these special months are become we're having more of these now. And we're adding other groups to them, right? It was just LG in other words, they'll say, Okay, the LGB part is taken care of, but now Mike the T has come in, so now we have to be special again for them. And this never ends, man. Yeah, this is a never-ending yeah, okay. cycle. You I, and I, I know that. They, I, uh, right, they just need, once again, I'm not being unfair. Just tell me that you like and want special rights. You think you deserve special rights. Okay, great. And it feels good. But don't pretend this is equal rights and all you want is equal rights. It's not true. It's, it's, it's intelligently it's dishonest. It's emotionally dishonest. Yeah, but 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 you're also seeing intellectually dishonest. Like, if you look at Scotland, Scotland is an example of this, where the where the parliament the parliamentarians in Scotland have essentially been captured by a pathetic level of woke 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 ideology plus conserv- um, COVID uh, extremism, right? Yeah, and they have done certainly within the British Isles the most insane policies to do with COVID. Which have been, which have had to have been, which are now being uh, collapsing and falling apart. Although they're still trying to sort of maintain untruths about this, which says something about the voting populace of of Scotland or their inability to actually unseat despots. But also, their approach to wokeism is collapsing, like with with individual cases of a of a guy who's a male convicted rapist, double rapist, and then when he went to jail. He essentially began to identify as a woman, and therefore the Scottish government, without he just literally said, "I identify as a woman," as far as I'm aware, <laughs> and then he got put put into a female jail. And and obviously, even in the mainstream press, they were going, "There is a bit of a backlash in questions here because, well, essentially, you're putting a male rapist into surrounded by women, but he identifies by women as women as as a woman." So, and uh, 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 and and people are going. Uh, do you not think that's a little bit conveniently easy and and has ramifications you haven't thought about? And that's the point. Yeah, you know, you know the, the Gator, is, I think the fact in the matter five is five years or ten years, uh, what uh, we're talking about now will not be like this because okay. the majority of, of Western society will have worked out, holy fuck, there's so much stuff we didn't even actually give the time to think about a little yeah. bit like COVID and there will be a bigger reactionary situation and a rebalancing yeah. of this and some degree of rejection of most of the extreme nonsense. But all we're on is we're at the beginning or the front end of, of a fast moving, well resourced propaganda curve, right? Which is reflexively delivering back through the propaganda channels, the notion that this is being widely accepted in society at this level with l- this little scrutiny when yeah. it's actually not. Well, and if you go around talking to lots of people, I bet you you'll find that there's a much bigger number of questions and a much less re- readiness to fully accept it than you yeah. think. What I want to say, I'll leave you with this, Gator. Thanks for the call. I, I appreciate it. Oh, as always, I always uh, mm. appreciate your perspective. Um, but I, I will, I want the people, no, I'm from Missouri, not really, but I'm from Missouri, show me. Um, the people here in San Francisco and California and these cities and states where these propositions are coming up, where they're trying to push this stuff, 
you can prove me wrong simply by kicking these people out of office. When you go to the, when they go to the, when people start going, this is how we know. This is the, this is the major metric. The most important metric is how people vote, right? So when people start going to the polls and they start saying, you know what? We're tired of this. We don't really agree with this. We don't want to be seen as agreeing. We don't want Micah Chopley to think we agree with this because we really don't. Vote them the fuck out. Then, then I'll admit that maybe it's not the majority. But where I live, it's the overwhelming majority. And the state is the overwhelming majority. And most Democrat cities in this country, it's the majority. Once again, I don't know about Mississippi or Alabama. I can only assume that there are more people there with common sense who know that this stuff is harmful. I'm sure. I'm sure. And look, there are people spread out in this city, you know, the log cabin Republicans who are against this grooming and all this stuff. But with such a, it's a small minority here, it's, it's, it's like a minuscule, like, it's like, it's like less than the mortality rate for COVID, <laughs> you know? So let them start proving me wrong at, at the polls. Let's see if that ever happens. I, I have my doubts. I have my doubts. Okay. Hey, Daniel, you've been waiting so patiently. How you doing? How can you tell? <laughs> yeah, I can see you twiddling your thumbs, twiddling your thumbs. Oh, no, no, I was actually shaving. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm glad you take care of the important things while I'm on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've, I've gotten in the habit of shaving uh, the, the night before. We used to shave in the morning all the time. And then, then I hated brushed morning, so I just thought, eh, I'll shave yeah. in the evening when well, I'm milling about doing things. Yeah, M- Murphy, before you start talking, Murphy left the room with the comment, Missouri is wall-to-wall incest. I'm sure it's not. Uh, once again, I, I don't need a poll. I'm sure Missouri is not wall-to-wall incest, but, you know, you know yeah, everyone's yeah. talented their opinion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's pretty hateful stuff there. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, um, you know, I, I think we um, have to keep keep. I think we just have to not get so distracted. Um, we have a very big, powerful new suite of tools that authoritarians have access to, whether they're authoritarians in uh, our gov- in our government or other governments, whether they're authoritarians in industry, um, whether they're combined with with um, industry and government through fascism, there is this big giant suite of tools, and they're in love with this suite of tools, these authoritarians, and they're going to use it. They're going to use it to, to one see how well the tools function. And um, and that is, <laughs> I have no doubt that the whole transgender issue is a test bed. It's a test bed to test these new tools of social media, of communications, um, to, to test this tool that we carry, around, all of us carry around in our pocket, which gives them access to our minds. That this is a, this transgender issue and, and and like I said, I really hate you and call it transgender. No one's changing their gender. All they're doing is men and women are mutilating their bodies to try to make it in vain look like something that's not. These whole, all these issues, these these really really strange issues that are popping up, and the transgender thing is is probably the biggest one, um, who which we gave no thought to over the last thousands of generations of Homo sapiens, no thought to it all except for the last five years. Nobody, when I was 10 years old, ever mentioned a transgen- so-called transgender person. Nobody. 
Nobody when I was 55 years old ever mentioned a transgender per person except to say, oh, you know, I, 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 there's this, 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 this strange guy. I think he might be a, a tranny. Okay. And, I, and, I, just want, and, I want to interrupt for one second because I'm looking at that study that I, I, just, I just mentioned during Gabe with Gator, where a 2019 study by Ipsos found that nearly half of Americans, 50%, see gender on a spectrum rather than as a binary. I know you have to comment on that, but also listen to this. 15%, this is in 2019, 15% of them said they know someone personally who's transgender. That's got to be bullshit. This has to be. Of course it does. And, and this, it, these, the, poll, the polls will be done as soon as those who that are using this new suite of tools think that they have manipulated it enough, just enough that they can possibly see results when, well, the, when they, when they think they've manipulated enough, they do a poll and they say, Oh, look, we changed their opinion. Ah, the tools are working great. So we're going to use this not for convincing people about transgender stuff anymore. We're going to use this to manipulate our society in much grander ways. And they're not going to be of anyone's benefit except for those authoritarians. Uh, this is, this is, this is a tool. What we are seeing right now isn't the transgender issue. What, what we are seeing right now is a testing and beta testing of a new suite of authoritarian tools. And I think if we get distracted and mired down with the um, with these little pesky details about arguments about, about you know, transgender, um, whether, 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 um, whether anyone could be born in the wrong body, obviously bullshit. I mean, just doesn't even make sense. And by definition of the word, just doesn't make sense. Um, and, and all this stuff about uh, by gender being on a spectrum, it I mean, just doesn't make sense by definition. Um, but th it, we're getting mired down in this stuff. And that's the point. That's the point of these tools is to create this cognitive dissonance to create, to cleave our societies in ways that causes such social tumult that they can then step in and say, oh, well, if you will just accept this position, the position that they want to nudge you into, things will calm down socially for you because we are all social animals and we need each other. And, and social manipulation is far, far, far easier than manipulating people by, by facts. People, people, and, 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 and some people, it's easier with others. And we saw it during COVID. People were so willing to wear masks and to get vaccinated simply because others in their peer groups, others in their community, others in their, with the, that they're aligned with politically were doing it. And they didn't want to be seen on the outside of those groups. So they chose those behaviors to to maintain their identity um and and uh, and what do they call it in, in sociology um it's it's something about signaling that you're, you're the signals that you're inside of a, a certain group um there's there's a name for it anyway so so people went along with all these things just so they can feel this social inclusion this is this is what this tool is doing to us this tool is being used by by all, all sorts of all sorts of methods, but a big target of it is to create is to is to create social tension between us, so that they can then nudge you in one particular direction or another, so as to relieve that social tension and give you the relief that you want. That's 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 your reward, 
And it's, it's classic operant conditioning on a huge freaking scale. I mean, this, this is, this, this is, this is nothing that's controversial. It would, no psychologist would find this um, controversial and it, with respect to um, uh, the, the uh, efficacy uh, of doing this sort of thing, but it's on a new scale. It's on a scale that we just don't even know how to really comprehend at this point. It's on a scale that has manipulated our entire world this last three years, created hysteria across the entire world mm-hmm. over the flu, literally over a disease that was less, less, less uh, fatal than influenza pre-1950. Pre-1950, influenza was 20 times more fatal than it is today. That puts COVID to shame. <laughs> it, it, it puts COVID to shame. Nobody, nobody blinked an eye. They went around with the, they did their daily business in every decade pre-1940 back to the dawn right. of Homo sapiens. But, but now... But now we, we have social media and these tools that we carry around in, in, in our pockets that connect us all and connect us all socially, which makes it so easy to manipulate. And, and they're being used by the authoritarians of, of, of various stripes as a tool right at this moment, whether it's whether in part it's, it's, it's beta testing to see mm-hmm. how good their tool is. And, and in part, they're 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 already using it for their benefit. COVID, but, but, they used it for their benefit of selling uh, pharmaceuticals. Yeah, I'm sure you'll agree with me on this. And once again, as part of the hypocrisy, I, I mentioned the hypocrisy of the ACLU, and we've talked about that many times over the last year. The oh, hypocrisy. they're they're gone. They're right. gone. They're, but, they're, they're but no longer a civil liberties union. But it's not just them. It's even these gay rights groups, such as the Trevor Project, which has done some good things. The TrevorProject.org, but they put out a a survey. And this is this is also on the uh, the website, the San Jose Sharks website. The, and this is this is all this is a very manipulative poll, and it also shows the hypocrisy of these left wing groups. The Trevor Project's 2022 National Survey on LGBTQ Youth Mental Health found that 45 percent of LGBTQ youth seriously considered attempting suicide in the year 2021 including more than half of transgender and non-binary youth. Now, what happened, Daniel? What happened in 2021? What happened? Something happened in 2021. I'm going to scratch my head on that for a while. Yeah, something happened. I can't imagine what that was. But not for a second does the Trevor Project or anyone associated with them or any gay rights group even consider for a second that it's not just LGBTQ youth. It was all youth. That considered suicide. I say it's probably more than forty-five percent of youth that considered suicide in twenty twenty-one. Because and of what what's we more, did they're today. being and what's more, they're being primed by these tools, the suite of tools that I'm telling you about, and that we keep on talking about to respond to surveys such as that in the affirmative. That is, yeah. oh yes, the, the social media, these communication systems are telling me that. People that are uh, LGBTQIA, whatever, um, I have more su- suicidal ideation. So if someone comes along and polls me and I want to belong to this social group, I want to be pure as I'm in, then I pull the lever for, yeah, I've thought of suicide, even if they haven't, even if they hadn't. That's their signal to the, to the talking about suicide. 
Is there a signal to this group that I'm in your group? Well, and these and these groups never once said, oh, what are we doing to children over the last three years, including LGBTQ youth? What are we doing to transgender and non-binary youth and all youth? Never once did they ever come out along with the ACLU and all those organizations against. Because they want the cognitive dissonance that Gator done. was talking right. about. They want right. that cognitive dissonance to go away. And, and, and these tools that are being used to manipulate us create the cognitive dissonance, and then they give us a path. It's like they open a door and they say, go through this door and you'll feel better. They create these choice. They create the cognitive right. dissonance. They create the social upheaval, and then they cr- propose the solution. The solution is no solution, but they propose it and they show it to you. And you're so upset by that point. You say, "Yeah, I'll do anything to get out of this, to get out, of, to get away from this feeling, this feeling of cognitive dissonance, this feeling of confusion, this feeling of being socially disconnected. I want to be connected again." So they go through the door. It's what they did in COVID. They put the fear of social isolation into you through lockdowns for the express purpose of making you get a vaccine. They were, what they were essentially saying is your path back to normal is through this vaccine. You hate this as much as I do, don't you? You hate being socially disconnected and isolated for the last six months to a year. And don't you want to just be normal again? And that's the door they open for you after creating all that social tension, after creating all that does cognitive dissonance. They say, here's the door, the one door, it's the vaccine. Right. Yes. Yeah. And, and, and as, as I mentioned earlier in the show, Fauci even went door to door with cameras trying to get people to to take the vaccine. They and were it's actually amazing going, to me. Yeah. And it's yeah. And it's amazing to me. Um, when, when I saw it, when I saw that video, it, it, it was it, it was it buoyed my spirit and, and to see that that fellow that they talked to respond in that way and what he said specifically, because this is a guy who probably doesn't have a lot of biological literacy, but he had literacy literacy with respect to how human beings so mm-hmm. to, to human psychology, to mm-hmm. to maybe street level human psychology, because one of the things he said was, if you're paying people to take this vaccine, there's something wrong. So, 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 so many people, and this is what buoys my spirit. So many people putting, putting this, I mean, I'm a scientist. So, so I looked at this, you know, not mainly, but a big component of the way I looked at what was going on was with respect to the science. Were these vaccines actually really effective? Was lockdowns actually be effective? Were masks actually going to be effective? No, 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 no. Okay, <laughs> that, don't do this. But people that maybe weren't put so, so biologically literate were, were tending to look at this more from a, um, a psychological perspective and a street-level psychological perspective. And that's what buoys my spirits, is, is that many of, this, the, the, many of the correct responses, the responses uh, or, or many of the paths to seeing through this manipulation can be done without biological literacy can be done without a lot of scientific knowledge because it really is street level thinking. And that was what was so brilliant about that man's response to, 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 uh, to Fauci was just being saying, Hey, if you're paying people to get this, there's something wrong with the vaccine. Well, and, and what was so disgusting 
about that whole video is you talk about the PBS, of course, supposedly, you know, uh, anti, anti-racist PBS, anti-racist. And what do they have? They have a white guy going around D.C. basically telling black people how dumb they are if they don't get the vaccine. That's that whole documentary was. It was yeah, a white the white guy. savior. It's the yeah, white the savior white savior walk. going around showing people how dumb the blacks are who don't want to get the vaccine. And PBS yeah. is actually showing this. The supposedly left-wing, loving, anti-racist PBS puts up the most racist, garbage, fake news piece of shit. And they do it now. This is airing now. I understand they probably spent a lot of time on money, uh, you know, following this guy for two years. But there wasn't one person at PBS, not one executive who said, well, from what we know now, maybe we want to trash this thing. Maybe maybe we want to throw it into the river along with Fauci. But yet they show it now. I mean, the co- the cognitive dissonance, as you said, is such is so incredible. It really is. I, I, I am um, with Gator. When when he when he was talk when he was disputing um, your framing of uh, the uh, transgender trans so called transgender uh, um, issues um, and and how the LGB community is responding to this um, of the half dozen people that I know that are LGB um, that I'm fairly close with um, none of them. They're all repulsed by, by this trans by the by the mutilation of children. Um, they're not so much repulsed by people by adults that may decide to do this crazy shit to themselves. Yeah. Um, but but they but you know they, they may just say you know it's not for me to judge. They, they, if they want to fuck up their lives, go ahead with it. But when but but when it comes to children, yeah, no. they are they are they everyone that I know that's LGB is repulsed by this. No, it's, it's a small sampling. Well, remember now, Daniel. But what, I, what, what I was telling you earlier is that they're not going to do a poll. I know. Until, until the suite of tools, until the people testing the suite of tools, until they think they've got the results, until they think that they've shifted things enough, they're not going to do a poll. Yeah. In, in the LGB community. Just remember, Daniel, that lately you've been... Surrounding yourself with more conservative people, I, I guarantee if you go back into that pool of progressives slash Bernie supporters, you get a, you find a very different, uh, uh, very different outcome. Well, I'm still working at the University of California, Berkeley. <laughs> well, that's true. So, so I mean, sure. it, it's woke. It's woke essential there, um, yeah. and and there's there's quite a few people there that I talk to that. Um, they just feel like, you know, that this is fucking nuts. And, and it's not just the transgender issue. It's on so many other things. But they feel like they can't say anything. And it's back to the suite of tools that I'm talking about. And yeah, how so they back, try to yeah. create social tension. And then they say, you want your way out of the social tension? Go through this door. Mm. I think, I don't know. Once again, I, I'm in the thing that if you're an adult, you do what you want. If you're an adult, do what you want with your body. You know, there, there, are, there are people who are adults who get 80 million tattoos. They look, they look ridiculous. And 20,000 piercings, they look disgusting. But you're an adult. Do what you want. If you want to mutilate your body and make it look gross, that's your choice. But yeah, just, don't, just don't story. tell me I have to. Yeah, just don't tell me I have to like it. 
No, right, but and, and just tell right. Don't we don't have to like it, obviously, but also just don't don't say that if you're a child you have the right to do this stuff, or if you're a child you can make these decisions at that point. Is it's absolutely bad crap insane. We know it's, we, ab- it's obscene. It's obscene it's, it, well, it's, on a it's level obscene. that, and, and they know it's obscene, yeah. and they just can't they just can't let it go. It's it's no it's no it's it's not it's not dissimilar to the whole masking controversy where any, anybody would you mean you can go to, to go to university of california um mm-hmm. like i said where, 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 where i still work and um and talk to people about masks mm-hmm. um they they will they will they will admit that masks absolutely do nothing and but they will say that they'll still say yeah yeah yes it, it's it's it has it has it has zero to do with um it has zero to do with stated ostensibly stated goals anymore right. it's all about it's all about identifying with certain social groups social groups that you've come to depend on and you have to put out these various signals to sig- to signal that you're still in the group periodically or you're not trusted by the group. And these tools that are specifically designed to exploit that, they're specifically designed to create social tension and then give you a way out, a way to relieve the tension. And, and it's the same, it's the same with mass, it's the same with the transgender issue. And we're being we're being beta tested and beyond. The the, the COVID stuff was the beyond. I mean, that that was that was real authoritarian. That was real fascism there. That was a, a combining of industry with government an authoritarian government. Absolutely. in the direction of selling vaccines to us. They created all sorts of social tension and then opened that door and said, here's the way out of all the social tension. You, and you just go through the vaccine door. And how many of us resisted? What, only 20% of the U.S. population resisted that? Basically. Yeah, yeah, their tool is working pretty damn well. <laughs> very so what, what we need yeah. to do, when it, my, my main point is here, is we need to stop falling for this, for these, um, these, uh, um, these, these. The, the, I'm trying to come up with a good description. We need to stop focusing on on the issues that they are creating oh okay yeah that, that they're that they're creating False flag we, need issues. Stop, <laughs> we need to stop focusing on these things like the transgender issue that are specifically being created to create this tension and and and, and then they come along and they say go to the store i mean it's it's nudging us in a particular direction they say go to the store and and you'll be fine in your social group if you don't you're going to be out of your social group, and when you're out of your out of your outed out of your social group, you're alone and you're vulnerable. And that's the way most people will feel. They they feel like they can't be isolated from the social group, and for very good reason. We have evolved as human beings to need each other, and we've evolved instinctually to to to, to um create to to ad, ad, adapt and respond to upheavals in social structure because we do need each other. And, and so they're, 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 
they're manipulating us at a very, very basic level, at a sociologic level, rather than manipulating us, which has been the which has been since the dawn of the Enlightenment age, rather than shaping our behaviors by ostensible goals and the presentation of facts and arguments and re- and reason to argue that if we want to obtain these ostensible goals, here is the best path forward. Rather than doing that anymore, which is what the old media used to do, they, are, they have said, no, we're going to bypass all reason. We're going to go directly to the, um, to the social equation. And, it, and it's working. It's working. It's working fantastically. We have to stop getting mired down and suckered into to these, these issues like the transgenders here. You just say, if anyone talks about it, you should really say, eh. you should really say, you know, first of all, let's get definitions straight here. No one no one's ever changed their gender. gender. Stop calling it that. Well, Go away. But you these, but and, these and, things, and, but they're actually hurting children. They are. They are, they so, are, and and that and, and that is what makes this whole thing so painful. And mm-hmm. I just want to say one one last thing. Good. The the um, uh, social conservatives, they're kind of they're kind of sitting back and laughing at this whole transgender issue, because social conservatives for a long time have been against Title IX, and they have also are, are against the the. Um, they also have uh, quite often have certain religious beliefs that um, that tend to um, not want to accept uh, people, the transgender people, for example. So so they're sitting back and they're going, you know, either way, however, this however, this comes out, we win. If 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 men can now pretend that they're that they're women uh, and get scholarships and uh, again, get on women's uh, sporting good, sporting teams and uh, get represented uh, or, or count, and counted as a woman um, with respect to uh, um, STEM studies, um, for example. If they can be counted as women, then they're sitting back and they're going, ha ha, men are, men are winning. <laughs> this, this is what, we, what we've always uh, uh, wanted in the first place. Right. So, 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 so they're just laughing. They're just. I mean, they they don't want this to happen, and so they so they think it's so they're thinking. You know, if, if we can if we can crush this thing, we win. But if we lose, we win on Title Nine. So it's like that. But it's like they're thinking, no matter what, we win. We win something. Is 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 is? I, I hear a lot of social conservatives say they're laughing. They're laughing because at, at, at the worst outcome is that Title Nine essentially. It evaporates. It becomes meaningless, and 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 then men start dominating all fields again because men are the outliers. Men are always the outliers. That is that is the biggest difference in male and female um, uh, um, psychology and and um, uh, um, abilities is that across except for strength and speed uh, across the board, there's very very little difference in, in cognitive. Uh, um, uh, in cognitive abilities between men and women on the average, but men are much more variable than women. That means they have a greater variance with respect to cognitive abilities than, than women. So there are some really, really dumb men, and then there's some really, really brilliant men. And when you're competing for top jobs, of which there are only a few available slots, what's that tell you? 
that tells you the men are going to get that because men are on the fringes. Yeah, look, there's no doubt that this is whittling away at women's rights, but that shows how full of shit these groups are. I mean, they don't care well, about yeah. women's rights. They don't care. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, because these people that are testing these tools, they care more about testing the tools and seeing how good they work than, they, than about any ideology. That's true. That's true. They're out there. They, 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 want to, they want to develop the tools. They want to use the tools. They want to sell the tools to whatever industry needs to have behavior nudged. Mm-hmm. That, that's what it's about to them. That's, yeah. why, you, that's why we have seen um, this, these very bizarre flips uh, with respect to uh, liberals' um, um, ideology these, these last few years. We, we, we talked about this so many, many, many times about how liberals used to be anti-war and now all of a sudden they're pro-war. Right. They used to be pro, uh, pro, pro-bodily autonomy. Now all of a sudden, ah, fuck that. Um, they used to be for free speech. Oh, speech is violence all of a sudden. Why did that happen? Because these tools that are being used to manipulate people, they don't care about ideology. They are, there, they are being tested for effectiveness. Pick a direction to nudge people and and that's what the, that's what's being done. Pick yep. a stupid issue like transgenderism and try to nudge people. Take a poll a, a while later and see how well we've nudged them. Ah, looks like we're doing well. Okay, that that tested out well. Let's try something else, or let's just start selling this tool to, to various industries um, that there's subscriptions to this tool to various industries, and we will partner with them, and we will we will nudge people in particular directions to shape their behavior to profit them. Right. This this is what we've got to 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 focus on and stop arguing about. Is is there a spectrum of, of, of gender? No, there is no specter of gender. You can either produce ova or you produce sperm. And if you have a problem producing, if, and if you definitely produce one or the other, you're definitely a man or you're definitely a woman. If you're intersex and you can't produce either, well, you're in some different category. Yeah. But you can guarantee that people like Mia Thomas, yeah, that dude produces sperm. By definition, he's a man. No matter how much he mutilates his body, he's a man by definition. That's why right. it makes absolutely zero sense yeah. to even talk about this shit. Daniel, thanks for the call. I appreciate it. Yeah, that Thank was you. very long-winded. It was it's a right. lot Don't to say. Thank you, Mike. It's fine. No problem. Uh, Murphy wrote that he's famished. So am I. So I'm going to – I do want to put a uh, – I do want to put a little human face on all this. And I think the more lawsuits we see, like this one I'm about to talk about, maybe, maybe – uh, these institutions won't do this stuff to people who are underage. Maybe no matter what the law says, they'll be afraid to do it because they're afraid of getting sued. So we need more lawsuits like this. This is a uh, detransition teenager, Layla Jane. She's suing Permanente Medical Group and Kaiser Foundation Hospitals. The medical providers performed a double mastectomy on her when she was 13 years old after beginning to identify as transgender two years before. Now she's 18 and she's accusing the hospital system of intentional fraud and concealment involving her gender, her gender transition, alleging the doctors pushed her into the procedure and characterized her gender transition as the only way to treat her pre-existing mental health problems. I don't think I should have been allowed to change my sex before I was legally able to have sex, you think? Jane told Fox News, Laura Ingram. I don't think I'm better off with the experience and I think transitioning is completely added fuel to the fire, 
that were my pre-existing conditions. Jane said she previously struggled with mental health, including suicidal ideation, before deciding to transition going into adolescence. Her attorney, Harmie Dillon, alleged Jane's caregivers failed to administer the necessary mental health treatments before performing the double mastectomy and never informed her that 80 and 90% of teens eager to transition desist from doing so. Listen to that number. 80 to 90% of teens eager to transition desist from doing so. Informed consent was missing here, Dylan said during the segment. It's impossible for a child to give informed consent, and it's impossible for parents who are not fully informed and with a child that was not properly treated. Also, they can't give consent either. Jane's lawsuit, according to reports from The Blaze, alleged doctors warned her of an increased risk of suicide if she failed to transition to male, adding that they gave her parents a binary option of living with a live son while suffering the consequences of having a dead daughter. These people are sick. So she also stated she suffers from a plethora of other issues, including body dysmorphia, anxiety, depression, and pubertal struggles. Jane's lawsuit noted a series of health struggles brought on by the permanent irreversible mutilation, including inability to breastfeed, uh, increased likelihood of an inability to conceive, and, and endocrine problems. Dylan, who also represents detransitioner Chloe Cole, alleged the lines used by doctors at Kaiser must be scripted since the same live son or dead daughter binary was allegedly used in both instances. How sick is this? I was given no information about rates of desistance or anything like that. Really, the surgery and the treatments were kind of pushes the only way forward. Dylan said Jane's breast cannot be reconstructed, slamming the push for gender-affirming carers, experimentation on Americans' children, America's children. In a statement provided to Ingram Angle, Kaiser Permanente wrote, Our physicians and multidisciplinary care teams practice compassionate evidence-based medicine founded on sound research and best medical practices provide comprehensive services, blah, blah, blah. Sounds like they're COVID bullshit. The care decisions rest for the patient and their parents in the end with respect. So it's a bullshit PR uh, response. Um, <laughs> we seem to be in an era now of just really bad doctors, really shitty doctors. And as we've spoken about so many times, they've taken on mantras. That's not science or health or medicine. They've taken on these mantras. And look, look at this mantra they have, live son, dead daughter. Live son, dead daughter. That's obviously like a memo of something that's gone around. Like the memo's gone around the Democratic Party that if you're a politician and you get COVID for the eighth time, please thank the vaccines for giving you COVID eight times. It's the same sick Orwellian mantra there's no real thought. There's no real thought process. There's no, there's no mavericks out there who say, wait a minute, this isn't right. There's no one to speak out for these people who are being abused. But like I said, lawsuits, whether it's COVID, whether it's nursing homes, whether it's transitioning people under 18, lawsuits, lawsuits, kick them in the wallet, make them lose money. That's the only way I think a lot of these institutions are going to learn their lessons here. And so here's another instance, the human face on what we're talking about, <clears throat> this, uh, this uh, gender mutilation uh, being done on children under 18. Once again, we could talk about being, you know, like a, a story that's there to distract us, smokescreen, false flags, whatever you might want to call it. I think Gator just put something up there. What did you call it, Gator? Uh, you just put up a, a propaganda campaign. Yeah. But... These are real things that are having real effects on people. And here's a real person who was, who was mutilated by doctors. Doctors do no harm. 
all we seem to be seeing from a lot of doctors now is a lot of fucking harm. <sighs> Did you say something else, Gator? Worth having. Okay. Anyway, uh, I think uh, that should be it for today. I, I, I was going to read about Trump, but maybe tomorrow, maybe Wednesday, uh, things will happen and we'll have we'll have something to talk about there. Uh, or maybe Trump made the whole thing up. It would be the first time, right? Uh, we'll see what happens with that. Um, and there'll be more. There'll be more because I'm, I'm here all week. Try the veal. The name of the show is Unless We Heard. It airs weeknights, 11 p.m. Pacific, 2 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. If you're in the United Kingdom. Uh, and I guess that time zone, whatever that, what is that time zone called? Is that, is that UK time, Gator? Is that UK time? UK? Anyway. Um, but anyway, I will see you again tomorrow night. I'll be right uh, right here, right right back here, 11 p.m. Pacific time. Yes. Oh, 6 a.m. Uh, uh, UK now. 6 a.m. UK now? It's not 6 a.m. in the UK now. What are you talking Oh, is there a time? Oh, is it is a time zone change? Ah, the time zone thing that we do. Oh, okay. Yes, that's right. So, Gator, you don't do the time zone change there? You don't do the time change. Is, the, that's, is that a, is that a is that a strictly United States thing? Is that a, is that a uniquely American thing? The time the changing of the uh, clocks. We're in summertime now. Summer you call it summertime. Summertime, summertime. That was a song. Summertime, 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 summertime. Anyway, okay. So it's, it's so okay. Eleven p.m. Pacific, two a.m. Eastern, six a.m. UK time. I stand. I stand corrected. I stand corrected. But I, anyway. I will be back here tomorrow night. But until then, this is Mike Kachopoli reminding you that your influence counts. Use it.